Hello, welcome to the ninth episode of the second season of the Leadership Outlook podcast. This is the place where we talk about leadership and how to succeed as a leader in the digital working environment. I am Nadia Harris with Breno Oliveira. Today we have a special guest, Jan Mazurek, a business analyst lead, mentor and public speaker. Jan, it's an amazing pleasure. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me here today. It's a great pleasure being your fan and listener to your podcast. It's a great privilege to be a member of your podcast today. Thank you very much for joining us today, Jan. And today we have a very interesting topic. We'll be discussing about the art of saying no. What can we learn more about it, right? Why it's so important and how we can help our listeners and our leaders to, uh, to do a better work. Yeah, so in the very beginning, Jan, it would be amazing if you could share what you do on a daily basis because I'm sure that you um, come across situations every day, every week, every month, all the time with um, different people, different teams where it's sometimes very tough to say no, sometimes you have to do this. Otherwise, the consequences may be literally dramatic. So if you could share a little bit of the back, in terms of the background, what you do um, at work and how you cooperate with other people to give our listeners a bit more of context, um, what they can expect today when they listen to our episode. Definitely. So first of all, my primary work uh, in my current company, I'm a lead business analyst. I'm involved in many project activities. Actually, at the moment, I'm even doing my ninth project over, over the course of seven years tenure in the company. But I don't limit myself only to do the projects. I also conduct trainings. I also conduct mentoring of less experienced colleagues. I also coordinate the town hall meetings within our office. Um, basically, I get involved in so many activities that over the course of years, I had to develop either a very great time management skills or the ability to say no to sometimes kindly and politely decline some of the requests that are pending on me every single day. And what I've learned over the course of my 15 years in general of an IT career is that saying no is an art and it is a very useful skill to have. It is a very important skill to develop at the early stage to help you on your day-to-day -day basis to set the healthy boundaries for your work, for your engagement and your involvement in the day-to-day -day work. And when you're talking about boundaries, right? Um, what type of boundaries we, we mean here, right? Because we can, can think of it within like three different dimensions, right? Uh, our personal boundaries when, when it comes to work-life balance, uh, I mean, the project boundaries and also within the project, like the quality uh, boundaries. Yeah? How would you describe this? Definitely. The thing is that notice the fact that so many companies at the moment, especially during the pandemic period, they've decided to put a very big emphasis on uh, well-being programs and focusing on, on mental health. And the thing is that uh, it is very important for us when we work from home that we divide the time for work, but we also can, at a certain time, close the laptop and just switch our minds off from uh, doing this, this, this work. I, I know a lot of colleagues who don't have this kind of, um, let's say, self-control. Self they will be working throughout the day because they will think that, oh, 
I don't have anything to do, I don't have any, anywhere to go, so I can still work at 8, I can still work at 10. And over the course of the time, it can really lead to uh, some serious consequences, professional burnout, frustration, and uh, it's really important to, like I mentioned, the work-life balance, for example, the uh, healthy uh, well-being of ourselves and just focusing and dividing the time for what is dedicated to work, what is dedicated to our family, what is dedicated to our passions, hobbies that we have. And, and, and how, because um, actually I have, it's a, it's a type of struggle, isn't it? Because when you think about um, options that we have and people who will come with requests and ask you, because the more engaged you are in a company, more visible you are and the leadership position that you may obtain uh, due, to this, due, to the, due to the result of your, uh, of your work, Will will bring more work. Yeah, sometimes the the reward of your work is more work. And uh, how can you, how can we actually, um, say no in a matter of okay? I really like it. I would really like to do it. But how can we put like some sort of framework in place that you can choose things in order to not get to a point that we have burnout or something like that? Yeah. You've mentioned about this uh, reward for work is even <clears throat> more work. And there's actually a quote from Terry Pratchett who said that if you dig the best holes, the only reward that you will get is a bigger shovel. <laughs> and the thing is that the work will always be there and the work will always wait for you there. And the thing is that if you will agree to take on more work, then they will give you more responsibilities. If you manage to do your tasks in eight hours, and you think, okay, I can actually do maybe one more, maybe two more tasks. The, the, I don't know, customers, the project managers, whoever will give you more tasks. And they will keep on giving you until you will either say no or until you will start failing on the project. And no one likes to fail. No one likes to uh, be the, you know, uh, source of fault of the, of the project. So people will work more, work harder, and they will not raise their hands saying like, sorry, but perhaps I have too much on my plate. And I know cases where people actually uh, ended up in a hospital uh, or ended up in, you know, uh, having some kind of, um, even even in panic attacks or just, or just uh, were unable to sleep at night uh, because of the amount of work that they took on their plate, not to uh, let anyone down. So that's, that's definitely a thing that I, I recommend to avoid. All right, I'm going to make a confession. Hello, <laughs> my name is Nadia, and I have faced such challenges, issues in the past, okay? Uh, luckily, I have not landed at the hospital, no. But, you know, for me, it's always been a struggle because in the past, I really was a people pleaser. So I thought that, and a perfectionist, we had a previous episode um, about perfectionism. So if anybody wants to listen, I think perfectionism and saying no is kind of connected in a way for some people as well, right? Because you never want to fail. The same is with uh, not saying no. So I was thinking that when somebody gives me something, gives me a task and I perform great because I'm a perfectionist, then 
it's so amazing that I get another one. Somebody gives me more and more ownership and responsibilities. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I am really growing. My career is really growing. I really can make a difference. The truth is that in the end, um, I believe that it leads us to situation to situations when we feel that we are overworked, but we are not willing to admit it because the most important thing for us is the goal to say, yeah, we've done it in an amazing way. And even if our family and our friends tell us, hey, this is not really working, you're being overworked, you should say, no, why have you taken on so many things? You still feel like, you don't really listen. And that's a huge problem. For me, I've always worked with many companies in the past. Now I have decided to structure this much, much more because of trying to master the art of saying no. But in the past, it was this way that whenever somebody offered me something, I would be like, oh, hell, that's amazing. Yes. And I loved everything I did. And that was my problem. It was so exciting. I loved my job. That's why I wanted to do it all. And I think that there is a bit of a clash right now. Because one thing is we say that we want engagement um, for people. So people get engaged, they get involved in everything. But the problem is that the more you really say that you like your job, the more involved in it you are, the harder it is to say no. So It really is a struggle and I think that from a perspective of leadership, and this is what I tell companies these days a lot, is to be able to say, hey, you have to teach, literally teach your people and encourage that they have to be able to say no to some things if they feel that it's too much. What do you think about it? And I have to definitely agree that also when I joined my current company, we were just 10 employees in the office. Now, over the course of seven years, we are over 1,000. And me still being one of the first one, I feel kind of sense of responsibility and uh, ownership of the tasks and activities, initiatives. And I just feel responsible for the growth of the company, the growth of my competency, trying also to help as many people as I can, seriously believing that what will be beneficial for our employees will be beneficial for our company. But at the same time, you know, uh, over the course of seven years, I've conducted 130 trainings, which is an extra mile activity. I've conducted countless mentorings. That's actually how I even met uh, Breno for the for the first time. And uh, the thing is that it all comes with a with a cost, right? And if your personal life, if your uh, relations, if your energy level are not suffering because of that fine but you need to be sure that what you are doing you are 100% aware of of that particular fact that uh, you are not sacrificing uh, your relations your i don't know um, other activities or other uh, even even neglecting your own health i had that situation in the past that i was driving the car i had not enough sleep too much coffee and I started to feel that actually half of my face, I don't feel it. I don't feel my arm. And I was like thinking, actually, I will call this emergency number just to check. Maybe maybe this is something serious. And, and I called this this uh, 112 number. Uh, dispatcher picked up and I said, I have this kind of symptoms. Like, what? Is it something serious, something important? And the woman told me that this is very serious. And she is sending an ambulance for me right away. And she asked me, where am I? And I said, I'm just 
I'm driving the car, I just entered the highway and I'm on my way home. And she was like, are you insane? You are still driving the car? Like, what, what the flip you are, you are doing? And uh, I said, okay, if this is that serious, then I will report myself to the hospital and I will just check, check myself in and I will see what will be the, what will be the outcome. So I went to this, to this ER and despite the fact that, you know, there were people over there waiting only for 10 hours, I suddenly received, you know, high priority and with the symptoms of a stroke, I got accepted to the neurology department for, for one week for observation because it turned out that I was just really stress uh, deprived. Uh, I had not enough magnesium level, not enough calcium level, and my body just reacted in a way that I just had too much of that uh, in my body. So definitely, I then realized saying no to some activities, prioritizing some activities is definitely a good thing. And it's definitely will help me in the in the long run, because it's good that I can do 10 activities during the day. But how good am I actually doing those? Maybe I should focus on something more. Maybe I should prioritize them and think that my personal goals should be also aligned with the company goals. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I'm going to say correct. that. Sorry, Breno, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> actually, uh, yeah, actually, it's a very good story. And um, I think our audience will reflect a lot on that because... I think the whole idea of having our podcast is to exchange experiences yeah? and your personal experience is, is something uh, of, of the most value for us. And one thing that's quite important here is this, this is from a personal level. Yeah? What about the impact that can bring to a whole team? Yeah? What I'm thinking now, I'm thinking on the, on the level of, uh, let's say, you like to work much more than other people and then you can't say no. So uh, actually, you end up working 13 hours a day or 14 hours a day. Yeah? What type of uh, um, level playing field you are creating for your other team members? And is it fair? I know that there is a competitive ad- advantage, but I, I understand that, let's say, marketplace is competitive place and, and I understand that. But uh, in, in a matter of how are we impacting someone else's life by our uh, negligence? Yeah? Because actually... Saying yes to everything is being negligent, yeah? Yeah, and the thing is that uh, for me, it was a funny, funny situation that some time ago, because at the moment I'm holding the title of a lead business analyst. Uh, don't like to, like, whenever I introduce myself, I'm only saying I'm a business analyst because for me it doesn't really matter whether you're a senior lead, whatever. But um, funny thing is that one of my team members told me, Jan, I don't want to become a lead because I see how much you are working. I see with what this is, with what this relates. I don't want to pursue that career. And I constantly explain people that uh, the fact that I am doing all of those activities doesn't mean that you need to do those activities. This is just my personal choice. It doesn't affect my uh, personal life. Uh, I luckily have a very uh, understanding wife who supports my uh, activities uh, greatly. So, so big shout out to her. But the thing is that um, at my current company, we have really very big emphasis on this well-being, very big emphasis on the on the work-life balance. So, uh, if anyone wants to, you know, 
get engaged in those activities, those are called extra mile for, for a certain reason. It's not expected from, from the employees. It's a nice thing to have. But, but you know, if, if you will not be involved in trainings, mentorings or whatever, as long as you are doing work on the project, as long as you're making customers happy, as long as you bring value uh, to your project and to, and to the company itself, everyone will be, will be happy. Okay. So, so definitely... Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Sorry, sorry. I, I was because I was having a second thought. Okay. So essentially, now there's one really important thing to say. No, you don't have to be rude. Okay. Because people definitely right. So because when somebody tells you something, I have this a lot with, um, for example, remote meetings. Oh my goodness! Like people keep getting invites to their calendar. The set, I, I spoke with people who actually broke the record for me. They had 12 meetings a day. <laughs> and I tried to figure out what's happening, really. And I'm like, literally, when somebody puts in the eighth meeting during the day into your calendar, how do you feel? Like, why do you even accept it? Because it's obvious that you're almost dead. I mean, let's face it. And then the people are like, oh... Because I don't really want to be rude, you know. It's not about being rude, but it's just about, you know, establishing some very clear communication. And I always say, if you don't say no, people will take advantage of you because you always say yes. They always know who to turn to, to delegate a project and say, oh, he's going to do it. She's going to do it. Yeah. It's always going and, to be a and yes. it's just and it's so natural. Yeah, it's just so natural. It's normal. Yeah, um, people mm. are looking for things to get done, and then if someone uh, is getting something done in a fast pace and never says no, so if it just so happened that it's natural that the person will end up receiving more and more until we know because actually it is also about the the fact of. We all look at resources at some point, right? And we look at uh, effort. And then it's like, let's use some analogy here. So we can have a cup and water. Yeah, We just want to know how much water fill, uh, or how much water can fill that cup. Yeah, And then if it just has an endless bottom, I think people keep on just pouring water in the cup. Yeah. Uh, yes, and well, the thing is that uh, if you will not say no, you can still imagine you have a big jug of water mm -hmm. and you have a small glass. Uh, and the person who holds the jug will still keep on pouring as long as there is still water because the task will still keep on coming. The glass is already full. It's already spills everywhere around. But, you know, no one is saying no, so... The water is getting getting still poured to the to the to the glass, right? Um, it is really important to to um, I think coming back one, one, one just for one second more to, to the topic about being a leader and talking to to the team um, and giving also the example. If we are feeling that we are you know have too much on our plate, we can somehow delegate some of the tasks help our colleagues grow in their professional career, help them uh, identify that, uh, you know, maybe they will be able to take some of your tasks, some of your responsibilities, and uh, just perform those tasks to see what it actually it means to sometimes make those difficult decisions or take ownership of those uh, important uh, tasks. 
very good example is that um, sometimes I hear I heard on a couple of job interviews um, or on assessment questions, uh, you are a leader, you have two BAs on your project, a junior BA, a senior BA, and you have two tasks. Uh, writing test cases for the functionality that already exists and doing a discovery task for a new feature. Which task you give to whom and why? And 80% of the time, people say, oh, I give the discovery task to the more experienced, to the senior BA, because it's a more challenging task, and I give the uh, writing the use cases to, to the less experienced colleague. At the same time, notice the fact that if the project is not at risk, we can give the more challenging task to the less experienced colleague to help that person grow. If, uh, for example, that less experienced colleague has a great experience in a certain domain of the project, that certain domain knowledge might be helpful to understand the discussion on the topic of the discovery. There are so many factors that we, as the leaders, need to take into consideration when uh, analyzing the task that we have, when delegating the task, that just by doing so, we can really help other people grow, help strive for excellence, and achieve really better results in the long run. Yeah, and I think the, the most important thing is also, it's not about me. It's not that I can do everything the best, right? That I'm the best, that I'm gonna perform it all on my own. But it's exactly, as you said, um, this shared responsibility. And I know that it is a struggle for many people, especially perfectionists as well, to say, hey, I'm just going to do it on my own because I know how to do it. But if you do it this way, good luck, because others will never learn. So you're not really a leader. That's the first thing. Okay, you just kind of tell others what to do. This is not what we're looking for in the Leadership Outlook podcast primarily. But then you drive yourself crazy. So there should always be an opportunity for others to grow. And I think that there's also one problem that some people think that, and it's going to be nasty what I'm going to say right now. Some people think they can't be replaced. They're so crucial that everything they know is the absolute number one. They can't say no because the business is going to collapse. It's going to be the end of the world. But that's not true, is it? It, it never, it really never is. And the thing is that uh, if we have this kind of mindset, if we have this kind of thinking, then we can already become a single point of failure on a project, which is definitely something that we should avoid. Success or a failure uh, of a project is never a success or a failure of one person. It is always a joint effort. And uh, whenever one person struggles, the whole team struggles. And whenever, you know, it's, it's really important to share those uh, moments of joy, of, of, uh, of, uh, of success. But to, to do that, we need to help our people, our people grow. And we also sometimes need to let them understand that it's not really a good idea to always say every, every time yes to the customer. The thing is that working on a project, and you both definitely know that, that um, there is this saying, you know, that there used to be a saying, the, the customer is always right. Well, I don't, well, I don't agree with that. that. <laughs> Personally, I don't, I don't believe that. But I also learned over the course of my career that um, working in an IT environment, working in an IT company, we know how to deliver projects. We know how to uh, deliver good value to our customers our customers not necessarily always are of the IT industry. And they might think that they know better. 
And there is a different quote from the movie uh, Bridge of Spies, which I very much recommend everyone to watch, um, where the quote is, the boss isn't always right, but he's always the boss. Yeah. We might not necessarily agree with the person. It's good to share the concerns and to, you know, uh, if we if we disagree, to, in a polite manner, using facts, sticking to the real arguments and to our observations and our uh, even sometimes subjective opinion, share um, what we think, what should be the best outcome. But still, at the end of the day, if there are people who are accountable for for projects, if there are people who are responsible for the budget, they want to go a different route than the one that we suggest, okay, then in that case, let's just accept that and let's uh, um, realize that it is their accountability and let us try to do our activities, our tasks, our responsibilities best to our ability so that um, we feel responsible for our tasks, but it is them who are accountable for it. Yes. And uh, as a, let's say, takeaway for our, our audience, right? How can we build as leaders an environment that people thrive, but at the same time, they have the skill sets and they, they're encouraged enough to say no when needed, even to you as a leader and even to any manager, just so they, they have this in their, let's say, toolkit. The thing is, uh, interesting uh, thing that one person working in the UK told me, uh, a native UK speaker, is that you have, uh, in the communication is a very powerful tool. And the way you say certain things can really get you several miles ahead towards your, your goal. And when you, for example, don't want to say no during a meeting, especially if the meeting is recorded, sometimes it is a good idea to say things like, um, let's park it here, or for example, uh, let's come back to this at the, at the later time, or I will have to consult with my manager, or leave it with me. A native speaker told me that depending on the situation, all of those sentences can mean no in a very polite way, uh, meaning that you just don't want to discuss this on a wider audience, you just want to take it uh, offline. I love it. The thing is, <laughs> and, and one of my favorite uh, things uh, from working with the, with the uh, native British people is I once encountered a situation when uh, I heard a sentence, well, you are not wrong, but have you considered this alternative approach? Which means, yes, you are wrong. You need to consider this alternative <laughs> approach. <laughs> but just in a very polite way. Yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. But I do believe that your opinion is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. And, and the thing is, you know, um, two, two things that definitely will help, uh, will help um, our team members, uh, people for, for whom we are responsible to... to learn those boundaries first definitely is um understanding the the value that they should that they should bring and that their role should bring to the table uh, and second thing is that uh critical thinking is also a very important skill to identify um those situations circumstances and moments when people actually should say no um, just because they are able to identify a potential 
collision going towards the train wreck and just try to uh, prevent it and uh, avoid it. Absolutely. And I, th and I think that you also mentioned a book before we started recording. Um, it was... Oh yeah, actually, uh -huh. actually, there is a there is a uh, two two things that I that I definitely two, two books that I would like to mention here. Sorry mm -hmm. for the product placement, is uh, one that uh, definitely changed my life. Um, the the book is by um, James Artusher. It is called uh, Choose Yourself, where actually we talked a, a bit about uh, though that uh, well being and and uh, taking care of your mental health. Well, James Atusher, in his book, he writes that we need to... Uh, there are four bodies in every person. There is the uh, physical body, uh, mental body, spiritual body, and emotional body. And we need to take care of all of those four bodies to uh, feel that we are actually uh, taking care of, of ourselves. And uh, the second book was uh, also by him, but also by... Uh, by uh, I think his wife uh, I, I think they are now married maybe back then they were not nevertheless his partner, spouse, whatever uh, called the, the Power of No and the subtitle for that book is Because One Little Word Can Bring Health, Abundance and Happiness and I think this subtitle is even more important in the context of in general of saying no because really, um, with just two letters, we are able to prevent professional burnout, we are able to respect ourselves, and we are also able to uh, avoid any kind of more serious consequences uh, for us, of just taking too many responsibilities at once. Yeah, and from my perspective, thank you for the homework. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so thank you very much for coming uh, coming to our podcast today, Yannick. It was a pleasure to have you here and uh, see you next time. And I, I'm, I'm pretty certain that the audience uh, have loved this, this episode. So stay tuned for the next episode of the Leadership Outlook podcast. Thank you very much, Yannick. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me once again. It has been a great pleasure. I wish you all a wonderful next episodes. I will definitely stay tuned to, to listen to more of, of interesting topics and conversations. And uh, to all, everyone who is listening, please stay healthy, stay happy, and stay safe. And hopefully talk to you again in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.